Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. It's great to be with you today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, producer. I'm the youngest sister. And I think fall is finally here. Liz, would you say in the L.A. basin, it's finally here? <laughs> well, it's plunged into the 60s here in Santa Monica, Leanne. So I guess I guess that's fall. The trick is, at what point do I actually turn off my afternoon air conditioning? That has not happened yet. So does it fall? No fall? I don't know. Julie, how about you? This is Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. I'm the oldest sister. And I declared last week it was fall no matter what. And you know what I did? I put a sweater on and made a big pot of stew. I almost died of heat because it was still 90 degrees here. But it's fall no matter what. Okay. That's the spirit, You're just going by the calendar, not about any... I I just, we've had enough of that other season. (laughs) It's done. I'm not even going to name that other season. Okay, you see that? We're going to move on. Okay, moving on. All right, we're moving on here to what's what's on the show today, people. Well, I'll tell you what's on the show. Uh, You know, Julie, you have a fantastic spy story. You're our spy uh, desk. Our spy master. The espionage desk, the satellite sister espionage (laughs) desk is all fired up this week. I've got a, a fresh story for you. And then you also have a ton of TV shows to recommend in the espionage category, correct? Yes. This is as you're trying to decide whether or not to go see the James Bond movie. I've got some spy, international spy shows for you to consider. Mm. Okay, Liz, the triumphant return of Cooking with Liz. We're going to do a little recap and then you're going to tell us what's up next. (laughs) Right? Are you just saying triumphant return because that's what I put in the show notes or do you believe it was triumphant? Well, we can just we can discuss. (laughs) She's so sensitive, sensitive, Leanne, about these things. Yes. I mean, in as much as Polenta could be triumphant. Yeah, you know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I have a I have a health block. Some on the serious end, some uh, exciting news for breast cancer and lung cancer patients about chemotherapy, Uh, a new kind of yoga we're grooving on out here in Los Angeles, hypno yoga. It's exactly what you think. And then what? It's ridiculous. What is, I don't know what that is. Okay. All those things. It's all. Can't wait. Can't wait. And then, then, you know, Martha Stewart is 80. She's 80. Well, happy birthday, Martha. Yeah, Yeah, she turned 80 in August. And, you know, for me, she's clickbait. And I saw a headline. (laughs) I want to share with you what Martha eats all day long. Okay, that's that's it. Is it polenta? (laughs) It is not. All right. We have we have a lot more lot more happening. But Liz, what's happening in your neck of the woods there? All right. Well, speaking of health and aging, sisters, I don't know what you did this weekend, (laughs) but Shalane Flanagan ran two marathons. Okay. She ran the Chicago Marathon on Sunday and the Boston Marathon on Monday. But really? guess what? 
there's more. Wait, wait. <laughs> she has already run to this fall and she's running two more. She's going to run Tokyo and New York in November. So she will have run six marathons this fall. Uh, and why did she do it? You might yes. ask yourself, why would anyone run six marathons? Well, first of all, in case you don't know Shalane Flanagan, she is a big time American marathoner. She won the New York City Marathon in 2017. She's a coach now. And what happened this year because of, you know, the current unpleasantness is that a lot of the spring marathons like Boston got pushed into the fall. And she thought, look at this, six marathons back to back to back to back to back to back to back. That is never going to happen again. And as she says to the New York Times, it was just fun to have a big goal. <laughs> wow. That, all right, that's so, what separates her from all of us. From of humans. Us. Yes. I mean, it just even hurts to hear that she, you know, she's doing, doing this. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, but she's a coach, Liz. Uh, yeah. would, uh, would, a, would a coach tell someone to run six marathons back to back to back to back to back? I think they would tell them to have a big goal, whatever motivates okay. you. Okay. Of course, I am attracted to the details in the story where it says she's already had two major knee constructions. That was only in 2019. She had two major knee constructions. And FYI, her patellas have hamstring tendons from cadavers. So again, she is not like us. No, she is. So one last thing. So there is like a special name for people that run marathons back to back like this. Where did I put this in my notes? So it's so so she's running six sub three hour marathons in 43 days. That's a lot because when she was a pro, she only ran two marathons a year. So anyway, big goal. But so this group, this will gain her entry in a group called Marathon Maniacs Sisters. So yes. I yes. think we can all agree. It's a group in Tacoma, Washington that requires aspiring members to run two marathons within 16 days or three within 90. So she took it a little bit further. And I say, go for it, Shalane. You know, cross that New York City finish line in under three hours. I can't wait. But yeah, it's it's exhausting just to read about. Right. But the lesson here is it's good to have a big goal, whatever it is. Mine happens to be walk around the block with my dog every morning. Right. That's there it. Yes. Building right. back up. For, hashtag little victories. That's it. <laughs> you are a maniac, Liz, in your, own, <laughs> in your own world. We're proud of you. We're proud of you. All right. Well, she while she was doing all that running, I was certainly lying on the couch uh, getting the details, because, as I said, I run the Satellite Sister Espionage Desk. And the reason that I do that is that I lived in Spy City, a.k.a. Moscow, for a number of years. Uh, and I just, you know, I am fascinated by spies, met a lot of spies, uh, thought other people were spies. And so just love a good spy story. But this one is this one's true, so it's kind of very sad, too. I'm sure that you saw the story this week of Jonathan Tebby and, and his wife, Diane, were arrested for espionage. And uh, Jonathan is or was a U.S. Navy employee, and he and his wife are charged with attempting to share s secrets about our nuclear sub submarine technology with a foreign country. Okay. Ooh. 
That's do we know? Do we know what the foreign country was? No, they haven't disclosed no. what the foreign country is, but it's one of the countries that has nuclear submarines. So it's a small mm-hmm. subset. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan has been had top secret uh, security clearance for ten years. His wife uh, taught humanities, Leon, in a private school in <laughs> Annapolis. Okay, but the details of their of this arrest warrant and that has come out are just. To me, it's mind boggling because it, it was, you know, the FBI uncovered this. The FBI was in on this sting. But it's like I wanted to ask Jonathan and Diane, did you watch the series, The Americans? Right. And that's what you based it on? Because here are some of the details. Like, first okay. of all, Jonathan mailed a package of state secrets in the, in the U.S. mail to a foreign uh, country saying, hey, I've got some state secrets. And get this, he mailed it on April 1st, 2020. Mm -hmm. And just to make sure that the foreign country actually believed him, he wrote in his note, this is not a hoax. Okay. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Seems kind of of amateurish, though. Yes, yes. Like, like maybe he should have watched those episodes very a little more carefully. Um, uh, his wife has been indicted because she appears that she was the lookout person. They did dead drops. You know, you've seen. I this. love those. I love, love those. Those, those are the right. best. OK. Yes. OK. But you did you know that he was passing state secrets? OK. A, a number of times. So he was draw. He had data on a data card and he put it in the middle of a peanut butter sandwich. OK. <laughs> Oh my gosh, really? Yes. That's fantastic. Yes, That's great. Yes, okay, that was one. That seems Another. like some advanced spy craft right there. I don't know no, where he learned that. They... I mean, that is in like the spy museum <laughs> in Washington, DC. Maybe they went there. I don't know. Another I think time... Harriet, I think Harriet the spy did that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she liked tomato sandwiches. I, okay. Right. So. Another time they passed a memory card in a sealed band-aid wrapper. Okay. Mm-hmm. They had a little Ooh. okay. So <laughs> I mean, but but at one of these dead drops, because he would go, uh, Jonathan and his wife, Diane, would go together. Um, she needed a babysitter, Leon. She has mm-hmm. two young children. Right. So she went on Facebook like, hey, I need a babysitter uh, for about five or six hours. So uh, she didn't indicate that she was driving to West Virginia for the dead drop to <laughs> ask state, state secrets. But again, it seems like that's a big electronic tale that you, you'd have. And the worst, I, to me, I, this is a terrible story. You know, it's a terrible story right. that there would be traitors, that, that they would be passing secrets. But the other part was they didn't really get a big payday, um, that they had were negotiated with, you know, who they thought was a foreign country that they were getting installments of cryptocurrency. Of course, they were, uh, that's how yeah, they wanted to be right. paid. But they were only getting like 10 grand for, you know, for each. Wow. In, in con- yes, Leanne. I mean, they weren't getting millions of dollars. The, the most they got was 100 grand of uh, cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, now they're traders or they're accused traders. And uh, it yeah. seems like they have quite a bit of evidence against them. Uh, quite a, it was quite a you know sting operation, and you just think, you know, what was that? All what about? was that about? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the fascinating right. part of that story. Yeah, what was that about? Like, what wow. was the motivation? But well, uh, they must believe people get away with it, even though we see people get caught all the time. 
are there a lot more people who are not getting caught? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's that's a very good question. There but, might be. But 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 that they were asking for such small amounts of money. Maybe they thought they could, you know, really extend this, you know, you know that large amount of money, you know, would have uh, would have tipped something off. I don't know. There was. They, you know, there was um, that Jonathan was also in a, a medieval sword sword group that he had uh, mm. swordsmanship. That's what yeah. he did. And he did get a new sword. So that raised, <laughs> raised some know, eyebrows, some eyebrows. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I, I mean, it's it's a sad tale. They're, you know, two children that their parents are now both arrested and that they, you know, would give away this it, it was you know you know very high level um, um information so yeah but and honestly just, it looks yeah. so stressful being a spy i yeah. mean look at the way the americans ended that was yeah. that just did not turn out well for them at all right it's not a good life okay uh so uh, that's that's the lesson okay there. right that's yeah. our takeaway yeah all right Good work. Good work, Julie. When does this become a, a four-part podcast? Are you working on that? I, I, I am. <laughs> Excellent. The peanut butter j- sandwich was really, that is, that's a nice detail, right? They, <laughs> I like it. Um, hey, guess what I'm doing this week? What? I'm, I'm leaving my house and that's exciting. <laughs> Hi, I, we're going to She Podcast. You know, we mentioned this on the show. Liz mm-hmm. and I are speaking. We're the keynote speakers on Saturday at She Podcast, which is a wonderful community of female podcasters. Uh, it's in Scottsdale, Arizona. And this is the first time I've been gone for more than one night in two years. Elaine, that's wow. I know. That is yeah. Amazing. I mean, wow. you know, circumstances being what they were, there was the cancer, then the pandemic and yeah. the canceled book tour and a bunch of other canceled plans. And my husband and I spent one night on the central coast of California 18 months ago. And that was it. I, I mean, so, you're, you're like, you're out of, you're out of practice. Leanne. Yeah, yeah, so out of practice, Julie, this is the thing. Like I can't even face the packing yesterday. I, I actually opened up my makeup bag. You know how you keep a, a makeup bag with your trip stuff in it. I didn't take, I don't take stuff out. It's usually all the free samples I get. I just throw in the makeup bag and things had gone bad things. <laughs> like I opened it up and it was like musty and like dust came out. Bag. Oh, not good. Not good. Leah. Wow. So I, I'm just sort of tossing cleaning and I am preparing, but you're right. I am out of practice and we have not been to this conference before. It's only the second time they've had it. And so even just thinking like, what do I wear? What are we supposed to wear on stage? Mm-hmm. Like what with a caftan? Leanne? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Julie, it's tempting. I was like, it must be kind of casual or people in business clothes. Do I have business clothes? I know they sent all the speakers a free pair of jeans. I was like, okay, well, I'll be wearing these jeans on stage in some way. <laughs> Thank you, Democracy Jeans. They're very comfortable, aren't they? Liz? Very comfortable. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really enjoying mine. Yeah. So, uh, so the good news is they actually sent an email yesterday. Apparently, I wasn't the only one thinking what what's happening. What am I going to wear at this conference? What to pack? This is from the She Podcast team, and here's their pro tip. It made me laugh out loud. Getting dressed doesn't mean getting dressed up. Just because you're dressed, you're not necessarily super dressed up. You're just dressed. <laughs> okay. That's okay. a good place to start. Just, just okay. dressed. That's a direction. It's sort of. Yeah. I, they I mean, just I, want you to know. They said, 
This isn't back-to-back Zoom calls. This is old-fashioned, getting to know you in person, meeting people the real way. And then they specified, basically, please don't wear sweats or pajamas to the conference. (laughs) They did? They did. They did. They're like, we know you want to be comfortable, but you know, this is, they're trying to get people psyched up to like embrace the business aspect of this. So I found that very helpful. So the good news is I'm driving so I can overpack at my leisure. I'm looking forward to that. I don't have to just shove everything in a carry on. Uh Uh, I can bring all the extra shoes I need. I can bring my yoga mat. That's exciting. And uh, I have two new eye pencils. So I feel like I'm ready to go. (laughs) Two. Wow. God, you raised the issue of the makeup. I'm going to have to look into that. I Look, don't. your makeup's dead. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> it's dead. Wow. Okay. I have like 48 hours to solve that. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I went to go replace some about a month ago, which is the benefit store right here in my neighborhood and supply chain breakdown. They didn't yeah. have any of the stuff I wanted. The basic foundation with SPF totally out. And that's not something you can order online because, you know, you have to match your skin anyway. Right. Whatever. Okay. Good warning, Leanne. Wow. Get on it. Get on it, Liz. Liz, are you ready to go? Yeah. I mean, we do have to talk about our presentation. We did a quick 10 minute talk about that yesterday. (laughs) I took some notes on an envelope. We're good. Uh, But Okay. Here's my dilemma. Uh, You mentioned you're driving. Um, I'm trying to decide, and I know I'm going on Friday. I'm trying to still trying to decide whether to fly or drive. And because the flight is an hour and a half, the drive is like six and a half. Mm-hmm. But then when you do the actual work back schedule from if, an, if it's an 8.30 a.m. flight, and I, that means I would want to be at LAX at 6.30, which means leaving here at six, which means that's, there's driving there's parking, there's walking through the airport, which not my strong suit lately. You know, I've used wheelchair service. Mm. Like there's all of that. Then there's mm, interaction with the public, a lot of people (laughs) at LAX. So I think if I flew there, I would only be saving like 10 minutes, really, if you add it all up. Yeah, versus, it's a toss-up. Yeah. And versus, don't you think, Julie? Versus just being alone in my car for six hours, I think, I think I might go with the driving, just so I don't have to like shift gears too many times. The, the, the shuttle buses, the, the all of that, the people, the full-time masking. I, anyway, I I probably should decide very soon because yeah. if I'm going to fly, that needs to be booked. But I'm thinking alone in my car for six hours. It's probably, probably, probably the way good. to go. Yeah. 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 I'm driving. Cause then I'm also going on to Sedona for a three day meeting afterwards. So these two things just happen to back, oh, nice. to back up together. So after she podcasts, I'm driving up to Sedona. So I'm looking forward to that. So it seemed oh, like an automatic. Liam, you're having me. a wild time over there. You're I <laughs> cannot wait to be out of my house and not have to cook dinner for seven straight to, days. You don't I, have to cook dinner. That's I good. know. I can't, I can't even, I just, or the, I can't, I just can't tell you how tired I am. I, I made one pot roast and they're, then they're on their own. I can't, I, I said, I'm not buying any salad fixings. I know you won't fix any salads. So, so I can't believe you've lasted this long. That's okay. good. Good for you. Good for okay. you. Well, and some rough days. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. some rough days. Yeah. All right. So and remember will- she, she podcasts, it's a virtual conference too. So yeah. you can buy a virtual ticket, which I think for me is one of the reasons why 
getting fully dressed, if it was just the people in the room who were going to see you in your pajama like thing, that would be one thing. But if you think people are home watching you, it does require real clothes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that says those virtual tickets are only $49 now. So we'll, we'll have the link in the show notes to she podcasts. If you want to join in, maybe you're thinking about starting a podcast or just a podcast fan, or there's just a lot of good business and marketing advice, even if you are, uh, do a run a website and things like that. So could be helpful to you in whatever business you're in. And the virtual tickets now are just $49 for the whole conference, which is pretty great. So, um, and you'll be okay, able there to- is one, There's one last detail though that you didn't mention when you were talking about pajamas, is that the actual Friday night activity at the conference is a pajama party. <laughs> it is a pajama party. Yeah. It's a- oh, <laughs> so oh. Julie, we've discussed yes. whether or not we, we will attend that. Because here's my thing. Do I want to wear pajamas to a pajama party at a conference? No. No. Do I want to be the kind of person who shows up at a pajama party at a conference, not in pajamas? No. So, yeah, <laughs> I think the only alternative is room service. And I you're, don't the, know. you're the keynote speakers. You're speaking on Saturday, right? Yeah. So yeah. they'll have seen you in your pajamas on Friday night, uh, right? Oh, that's Which, a good point. Yeah. 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 But that's, that's what right. they're going for. They're going for friendly fun. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but that's no matter what you say on Saturday, that people are going to be thinking of, oh, I saw that girl in her pajamas. <laughs> right. OK. All right. OK. Well, just well, we'll keep you updated. Okay. We want, you know, this we is- want to be we want to be good participants. Yes, but, um, of course you will be. Of yes. course you will be. We want yeah. to be open and open to new experiences and meeting people just not in our pajamas. So, <laughs> so OK, we have to do some ads here. Liz, summer is coming up and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. (laughs) Either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. <laughs> nice to have something familiar there. <laughs> yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Hey, we're okay, back. we're back. We're back. Go for it, Jewel. Hey, you know, last week, Liz, you talked about the whistleblower, Frances Haugen, who mm-hmm. testified before Congress. She was a former uh, member of the Facebook, worked for Facebook. Um, And she talked about a lot of stuff, but in in particular, she talked about 
that Facebook was aware through their own research that Instagram, which Facebook owns, has a real negative impact on teen girls. And, you know, I just was, I've been reading more about that. And it's really kind of powerful what both the Facebook knows about this site, you know, about Instagram, that 32% of teen girls said that when they felt, they felt bad about their bodies after going on Instagram and that, you know, Instagram actually made them feel worse. Um, you know, Instagram, as we know, is loaded with people, pictures of people with perfect bodies and all of that. And teens blame Instagram for an increased rate, rate of anxiety and depression. And this is a very popular um, app that's used by teens. 22 million teens log into Instagram every single day. And it doesn't seem like, or at least according to um, the whistleblower, that Facebook really wasn't trying to address this. And I wanted to bring that up to discuss because I kind of feel like, you know, here is something that we know is damaging teen girls, their body image, there's over-sexualization, uh, eating disorders, even teen boys uh, feel badly when they go on, you know, uh, Instagram, they see all these ripped abs and, you know, they feel badly about their own um, body images. And, you know, it just made me think, well, what are we going to do about this? You know, I mean, we could wait around for Congress to do something and maybe they will, but I also feel like, you know, like communities, parents, grandparents need to kind of stand up and say, you know, we know this is really bad for teenagers and teen girls in particular, and we have to stop it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a couple of things. I, I think, I mean, it's terrible what Facebook's doing and they could fix it. She said, all you have to do is change the algorithm. So yes, mm -hmm. they're doing this knowingly. And it's like, to you, you put in the hashtag healthy recipe. And then the next thing, you know, you're in a community for people who are telling you how to, you know, how to successfully be bulimic. So it's, it's so quick and so fast and you go down the rabbit hole and it's just having, as you said, dire consequences. I just feel like putting any pressure on parents to monitor this is just always a solution I hear people say, and it's just impossible to monitor your kids online. I'm sorry. It's just, I, we've been through it. You know, my kids were sort of the first to get those iPads for education. And once you hand kids all of their schoolwork online, it's, it's, it's done. Yeah. Like you can't pretend that parents can stop this. So yes, I think communities can band together, but they, the banding together should be to pressure Facebook. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mm -hmm. think, or my idea is I think there should be flip phone schools. Like, okay. Like <laughs> you could attend high school, but you can only have a flip phone in this high school that you don't, that you're not connected to the internet. You know, I, think Oh, you're in the turn back the clock. Yes. Camp. Yes. yes. Okay. I put, yeah, put the I mean, genie back in the bottle. Yeah. Well, I just don't think you can. I mean, what parent wants their kids to be that far behind at school? Well, because <laughs> that's I, what they would be. I mean, I, I'm just trying to be realistic. Like, it's a great idea, flip phone schools, except no parent on earth wants their kids to be behind like that. And that's no, what they, they don't want it. to be behind. But I, I just I mean, I just feel like, you know, this is, you know, there are a lot of flashing red lights like this is really bad for teens. And all the adults are not doing anything to fix it, you know. Well, here's here's right. what I think, because the you're right. It's hard to know who exactly like can parents do it? Can Congress do it? But every time I hear some slick Facebook spokesperson say, but we do believe in regulation and maybe we should regulate some of these things. I'm like, 
What are you waiting for then? You don't have to wait for it. If it's the right thing to do, you can do it without the government forcing you to do it, right? Like what's stopping you people if you know what the right thing to do is? So I feel like they're the ones that need to be doing what they know would begin to address the problem. And one thing the whistleblower was saying is that in a lot of these meetings or the discussions about, well, we could do A, B, C, D, or E, if, if A was the one that impacted their, their income the least, even though they knew it wasn't really fixing the problem, they always chose A. So yeah. I, you don't get to stand up Facebook and say, oh, please regulate us. No, I say, regulate yourself. <laughs> Right. Just, yeah. just yeah. this is a very serious issue. And they always say, like, these are all executives. Do they allow their own kids to behave this way? They're, a lot of them don't even let their kids go online. Anyway, yeah, they, they would be coming to my flip phone school. Yeah. 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 It's- Again, though, I don't believe that one bit. Yeah. I, I just don't. I don't believe that there's anyone over the age of 13 that's really not online. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I don't believe the Silicon Valley people when they say that. It's it's like saying, you know, I only watch public television. Okay, stop. (laughs) I just, I mean, I was surprised how quickly when we were forced to give the kids iPads, like in middle school, I just could not believe how quickly you lose control of their, you know, where they are. It's just their, their digital diet. I agree. I agree. And they're so much smarter than all the the grownups at school in terms of that stuff. So everything, but at the same time, we now have like 30% of our students in remote school. So now what? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's so, yeah, I'm with you, Liz. Facebook could do the right thing. And parents and schools and, you know, teenagers themselves should pressure Facebook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, if they wanted to get off Facebook, they would make, they could make the decision. That's too. You could empower teens to do that. Okay. Well, it starts right here. Uh, it's satellite okay. sisters. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I, I know, but then we're stuck. We're stuck Facebook, Facebook knows too. what to do. They just need to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Changing topics a little bit, a little health block here for us on Satellite Sisters. All right. There was a great piece in the New York Times a couple of weeks ago um, by the health reporter, Gina Collada. Was she on our show back in the old days? She was. Yeah. Okay. She's always so great. She's good. I mean, she writes very thorough pieces and it was all about the advances in chemotherapy, cancer without chemotherapy, a totally different world. And she outlines a lot of new treatments, particularly for breast and lung cancers. So I just wanted to highlight this article and we will have a link at the Facebook or a link at our show notes. And we'll put a link in the group and in pep talk this week, because if you've been through breast cancer or you're going through it, or you have a friend or family member, it'd be great to get educated on it. You know, our mom had lung cancer and she had to have that chemotherapy. And that were some of the worst days of my life being around my mom. I can't imagine what it was like for her. So I'm happy to see that there are a lot of different options open now with the, you know, genetic testing that they can do to see how receptive your body will actually be. And there are all kinds of uh, immunotherapies that are very effective now so that the automatic chemotherapy used to be such an automatic treatment for both breast and lung cancer, and it's not anymore. So I was happy to see that. And I just wanted to mention it. October, of course, is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And we also want to bug you a little bit as your satellite sisters to schedule your mammogram. So Mm -hmm. uh, good reminder, Leanne, good reminder. Yep. A lot of, lot of uh, simple healthcare preventative measures have been getting put to the side because of COVID. So please schedule your mammogram. Uh, and we're going to bug you again by the end, of, <laughs> the end of October, because that's what we're here for. Okay. Uh, another story I read that just seems so LA. I loved it. Uh, a new kind of yoga class here in Los Angeles called hypno yoga. 
Okay. Oh, now, oh, if gosh. you're, I know, I know, right, Jill? So right. yes, you guessed it. This is a class that combines Kundalini yoga with hypnosis. Okay. Does okay. that mean you'll like it better? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Julie. And here's the best part. It's actually taught at Hollywood Forever, which is a cemetery. So you've what? got the three things. <laughs> It's outside, Julie. People love it. It's a very peaceful place. All the practitioners said, you know, it's kind of quiet in a cemetery. Not a lot's happening. It's, it's a good place to True. commune. Okay. So, so Kundalini yoga is a lot of breath work. I particularly don't like Kundalini, but you just sit a lot around a lot and just do a lot of heavy breathing. Okay. And okay. other people love it, but it's supposed to be very, you know, cleansing the toxic things out of you. And then the, the hypnotist who teaches the hypnosis, it's at the end during Shavasana. She's a 30 year experienced hip, uh, hypnotist, which I'm very skeptical about hypnotism. Mm -hmm. And then the cemetery. Well, it's great. It's it's you actually practice on the Douglas Fairbanks lawn. So what could be oh. wrong with that? <laughs> um, but here's why it works. According to the hypnotist, she said, the reason I blended Kundalini yoga with hypnosis is that when you do this expanded breath work, you alter your brainwave patterns into an alpha state, which replicates a mild hypnotic state. And you're more receptive to the feedback she gives. <laughs> right? Yeah. You're suspicious. Liz, so she's Liz. hypnotizing the whole group at the same time? Yeah. During just a she, light hypnosis? You're yeah, just not. a little light hypnosis to go with your deep breath, breath work. Does she and wake you up at the end? Are yeah, you, you wake she up. leave you on the grave there? No. lying on that grave. She uses the hypnosis as, as mild affirmations. Oh, so it's not yeah. like, okay, now you're going to take your clothes off and you know, <laughs> run naked through the it's cemetery. not like the magic shows you see on yes. TV. Yeah. <laughs> you're a horse. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so she's she's saying things like um she's saying things like your immune system is strong and healthy and it will keep you strong and healthy or you know your this practice has expanded your heart and opened you up for love stuff like that julie so oh, okay. it's 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 not it's not dangerous but it's very la so just want to alert people free hypno Leanne, or, i think you have to try it i, think I agree with you julie yeah, i think I leanne now you're obligated to at least try it once. So that I have can... to say, I, I other than the Kundalini part, I was like, I kind of like this. I'd like to go to that cemetery and do this. So if I return from my trip, I mean, let's yes, hope. Yes, if you make <laughs> yes. it back. Because yeah. Liz, you're you're not a good candidate for this because you used to fall asleep in your meditation class. Yeah. Right? <laughs> okay. I, yeah. And then last up in the health block, uh, Martha Stewart is 80. I mean, can you believe that? I can't. I'm sorry that we didn't have a special show devoted to yes. her 80th birthday. Okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. She turned, she turned 80 in August and um, we were not invited to the party, but that's mm -hmm. okay. Because we just like to click on everything, Martha. So here was one of these, you know, nonsense articles in um, Yahoo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's fresh. You know, it's fresh. I didn't even know Yahoo still existed. Oh, yeah. yeah. You always find stuff on, on Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm just going to admit that my email address is Yahoo address. Okay. Uh, okay. So this is the headline. This is the first thing Martha Stewart does every single morning for better health. Oh, it's a quiz. Liz and Julie, do you want to guess what the first thing Martha does is every morning? Um, she's one of those people that drinks a glass of hot water. Okay. Julie, what do you think? Uh, I think she does yoga. Yeah. She does. She claims she does a crossword puzzle every morning before <laughs> oh. she wakes up. 
Wow. Okay. So, you know, that's nonsense. She's not, she says before coffee, I do a crossword puzzle. She no one just does that. Pops out of bed and just starts right away. That yeah. brain never stops. I know she doesn't sleep much. So she that's said, true. it's, it's yes. just a bother. Sleep is just yeah. a bother. Nothing happens. So, but she does, she does have a longevity minded menu. And this is what really caught my eye. Okay. So he, so she, you know, she starts with her green juice. We know that. Okay. Of course. Yeah. With, of course yeah. the vegetables come from her greenhouse. Got of, it. Course. Of, course. Yeah. of course. Okay. Then she has her one cup of coffee. Uh, her breakfast is main grains, cracked oats, like oatmeal, expensive yeah. oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is what caught my eye. This is what Martha Stewart, 80 years old, doyen, prisoner, uh, <laughs> Ellen. You has, said that. I didn't say that. As for lunch. Yes. Well, my point is, if you spent time in the big house, why are you eating this for lunch? She eats three pieces of mozzarella cheese, carrot sticks, and celery. That is not her kidding. lunch. That's not that, her lunch. That is no. totally not her lunch. No, no, that's a lie. That's Plus, a lie. I see her as a business luncher. Isn't she going out to lunch? Isn't she? You can't go pieces, out to lunch and eat that. Three pieces of mozzarella cheese. I mean, what is the point of even getting I mean, out I'm, of prison? She probably made, she probably made the cheese, Liam. I guess. So, I yes. don't know. But just, yeah. And a lot of water. And then she claims at night she has a fish or vegetable based entree and maybe a tiny cocktail. She said a little bit of vodka and a slice of my own homegrown orange with it on the rocks. Okay. You always like citrus. Yes, she did. I know, but she's not growing citrus in New York. (laughs) You don't know that, Leanne. You don't know that. Okay. I'd like to, if somebody has any inside information on the three piece of mozzarella cheese lunch. I'm not sure what the yeah, strategy man. is there. What is really? the strategy there? But I would, I yes, let's, this is a big shout out. If you've ever eaten lunch with Martha Stewart, <laughs> just let us know. What did she have? Because this seems unlikely. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, at the opposite end of this spectrum, then I would like to reintroduce you to cooking with Liz <laughs> because we have, we have, Never done anything from, oh, wait, no, we did do a Martha Stewart recipe last year. I can't remember. Oh, this Martha Stewart stuffed mushrooms, which now that I've heard this, Leanne, she never eats her own stuffed mushrooms, obviously, because that has a lot of like bread and cheese and things in it. Anyway, so cooking with Liz, I just want to remind people that when I started cooking with Liz early, early in the lockdown, it was because I didn't really know how to cook. So I would never have named it Cooking with Liz if I thought it would go on this long. It should have been something like learning to cook with Liz or Liz goes beyond boiling water, something along those lines. So it's or Liz cooking poorly, I think, is really what this is. But I have done a lot of learning. You guys have witnessed. Absolutely. There's been a lot of learning. So but this month on Cooking with Liz, um, there's a very special theme. Um, I declared it Tucci Tober, and uh, it's all things Stanley Tucci. And uh, Cooking with Liz, FYI, you can watch it on the in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group every Thursday night live. It's live at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So this past week, I did the polenta taste test with a guest taster in Liz's tasting window. That was exciting, wasn't it? I thought that was very effective. Yes, yeah, it was. It was very entertaining. It was not unpleasant at all, Liz. Yes. Well, Stanley Tucci said the first thing with polenta is you have to decide which kind you like. 
well, how am I supposed to do that? I don't know how to, I, I, I don't know the various kinds. So anyway, so I felt like I needed to do that. That was interesting um, and got that done. But this week I'm being a little more ambitious. I am making Stanley's bolognese. So Ooh. bolognese sauce. The recipe is in his book called The Tucci Table, which came out in 2014. So a little uh, a little bolognese, because don't you mm. think that's, you keep telling me to learn how to make staples. That's yeah. a good staple, right? Oh, that's right. a classic. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's different than most people think, because it's not super tomato based. I'm yes. Sure the way right. he makes it. It's, it's right. yeah. It's, yes. It's- so this week, this will all be posted in the show notes and also in the Facebook group. So this week I will be making bolognese next week. So the 21st, I will be making pasta con alio and olio, which is basically just what his dad used to make every Friday night, pasta with cheese and garlic. Oh, no, no cheese, oil and garlic. Sorry. The whole point is Italian food with no cheese and no tomato. Who knew? So that's what... <laughs> That's what I'm making next week. And then the week of the 28th, you know, you guys probably saw the new TV show, his TV show on CNN, and people went crazy for this spaghetti with zucchini, fried zucchini that he made. So that is the most ambitious thing I'm doing this month. I will be attempting the spaghetti con zucchini al Nerano. Um, and that's on the 28th. But anyway, this week, it's Bolognese, baby, uh, during Tucci Tober. Uh, please, please join me. <laughs> Okay. Fantastic. Uh, list, people know how to get this. Do, do, do. Yeah, I'll say it again. It okay. is in the Facebook group. I'm live on Thursday nights, every Thursday night in October. It's 5 p.m. for me, 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. if you're on the East Coast. And then um, and then the day or two later, I also post it to the At Sat Sisters Instagram channel. So you can watch it on Instagram. You can uh, watch it on Facebook. Uh, in the group. And I also put it on our Facebook page. So it's findable. Lots of lots of places to watch it. Okay, great. Yeah, a lot of new members to the Facebook group. So I'm I'm guessing rushing over for Tucci time. So great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. When we come back, we have entertaining sisters. Julie has all her spy shows. So you want to get a notebook out and or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to make some notes. (laughs) Just Uh, peanut butter land, no jelly, no jelly. All right. But first, we want to thank a sponsor. Liz, you know, we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, 
rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds like- you're going to be happy, okay? Yeah. And that's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. All right, we're back. Uh, what do we have happening here? Oh, oh next week. Some oh, tips yeah. on next week's show. This yeah. sounds like it's going to be a good one. Yeah, next week we're talking to writer Laura Galloway, and she has an amazing new memoir out called, I think I'm pronouncing it right, Dalvi, mm -hmm. D-A-L-V-I. I know it sounds simple, but that's an actually a uh, an indigenous language of the Arctic. <laughs> and it's because the book is about how she spent six years living above the Arctic Circle in Norway after like a glamorous writing career in New York City. She picked up and moved to Norway for a variety of reasons that we will talk to you about to live with, and I kid you not, a reindeer herder. Okay, oh, so the Sami people, right? She and is... the Sami people. And she learned their language and she learned their culture and she stayed for six years and she's put it together in this wonderful memoir. I just thought the writing was wonderful. Totally, it totally swept me up. I just finished it in a whole weekend. I couldn't put it down. So we're looking forward to talking to Laura about that experience and a really fascinating family backstory that's in the memoir and sort of you know, comes to a head when she spends six years above the Arctic Circle. So, uh, and we're going to talk to her. Are we going to talk to her about the Aurora Borealis? Of course we will. So, because uh, <laughs> that's the law. That's about super the exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. So looking forward to that. That's next week on the show. Okay. Sisters, are you going back to the movie theaters? Have Lynn, well, Lynn, I know you haven't been out of your house, but <laughs> to the movies yet in no, the movie theater? The 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 arc light closed in our town there are no mm. we don't have a decent movie theater to go to oh. i'm not going to a bad movie theater mm. okay okay mm. liz how about you well you went i went movies. in i went in june remember when in the heights came out i went to see that opening weekend but also i was newly double vaxxed and the world was getting better and opening up and then that all slip slided away so no i have not been back that james bond movie looks fantastic but we'll see. i just don't know if i'm ready to go to be, sit in a movie theater with a lot of people julie well, well this is exactly my question i'm trying to figure out if i'm ready to go back to the movie theater because i do want to see the new james bond movie no time to die with daniel craig in it it's the it's the final time he'll be james bond um but so I'm, I'm in a quandary about that. But because I was in a quandary about that, I said, well, I still want to see a good international spy story. So guess what? I have three recommendations for you, sisters. Okay. The, the first one is called Counterpart, and it's on Netflix, and it stars J.K. Simmons. Now, you know him from Law & Order, The Closer, Oz. Mm -hmm. You know that actor? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in this one, he plays a low level. All those car insurance commercials. Right? Yes. 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 <laughs> indeed. Well, this now he's playing a low level Berlin based agent who discovers, okay, wait for this, a parallel universe. Okay. Oh, Julie. Oh. And yes, it's spy movie meets sci fi. And it has even has a portal in it, Liam. Oh, that's you not know, your thing. You I don't know, do portals. I don't like. I don't like portals at all <laughs> but 
the acting in this is amazing. Uh, uh, he is really amazing. And the story is well done. It's on Netflix. So if you like portals, if you like a little sci-fi with your spy movie, this is mm. the show for you. Okay. Okay. Now, Lee and I have a, one for you. It's mm. called SAS Red Notice. Okay. And this is a very typical shoot 'em up British agents facing terrorists on a train. Okay. There's no new ground there. But the reason that I want to recommend this to you, Leanne, is it stars, wait for this, Sam Who When? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I love- who? <laughs> Oh, when he was, he's Jamie on Outland. Okay. 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 Oh, I, okay. I knew that. I just wanted to make you say it again. Yeah. I know. I know. I looked it up. I listened to it on YouTube. You know, he's the, he's that fabulously cute uh, Scottish actor, Sam Huan. Okay. Okay. That's not how it's spelled, but that's how it's pronounced. Okay. And he plays sort of this upper crust guy who has his own giant uh, mansion, you know, uh, to live in, but he also happens to be a special air service member Mm. and he's the star of it. So if you don't don't like shoot 'em ups, I would recommend that you watch maybe the first 20 minutes of this and you can see Jamie as the Lord (laughs) of the Manor. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. And this one is on, this one is on Amazon prime, Julie, right? I looked this up for the show notes. Okay. Thank you, Liz. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, I'm going to take that in. Yes, for sure. Yes. Yes. Lord of the Manor. You're going to like that. Yes. Now the third one I want to recommend is not really a spy one, but that was a surprise to me because they, they said that this was about cyber crimes uh, and getting bad people, but it's called unit 24. And this is the story of a widowed cop that is tapped to lead a special cyber crimes unit. Um, And the unit includes, of course, this highly attractive woman who's a former hacker, and they hunt down tech savvy criminals in Belgium. Okay, so it's it's as an international setting. If you saw, if you watch this, you would never want to go to Belgium because it okay. looks terrible. It looks gritty, <laughs> grimy, unattractive, highly unattractive. But I really like the um, the hacker Constant Gay uh, and her teammates. It's definitely worth a watch. It's more of a crime story than an uh, international spy story, but that's also a good one. That's called Unit Forty Two. So. Okay. At the very beginning, you said unit 24, but it's unit. Did I, did I, did I really? Yes, it's okay. Whoa, it's okay. That's terrible. No, no. Cause I was going to ask a follow-up question, but you okay. corrected yourself because it's, it. it's in the show notes too. It's always in the show notes, people, unit but un, 42. unit 42. Okay. A little dyslexia right now. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's new. That's yes. new. Okay. There you have it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the other big TV news that I wanted to share is of course this Sunday, is the premiere of season three of Succession Mm. on HBO Max. And you guys were way into Succession before I was, right? Both of you got into it very early in season one, right? Yes, yes. Julie, do you watch watch Succession? Yes, Yes, I do. You you talked me into it. I wasn't going to watch it, but now now I I do now, yes. (laughs) And then both of you talked me into it. So Mm -hmm. I caught it at the end of season two, then went back and watched season one. Now I'm very excited about season three. So that's that's Sunday night uh, on HBO Max. But they also have a companion podcast that goes along with it. And the host of the podcast used to be that 
Roger guy, what's his name? Roger something rather from Men in Blazers. So I thought, well, that sounds really good. I will go back and listen to some of the companion podcast just to refresh my memory on the, the various storylines. But then HBO announced that season three of the companion podcast will actually be hosted by Kara Swisher. So that's someone who we have recommended several times on Satellite Sisters. She does the podcast Pivot which I enjoy. She also does the podcast Sway, which I enjoy. So apparently she's getting all the podcasts now, people. I mean, really, I cannot believe that. I cannot believe she got another podcast. She has a lot of jobs. She has a lot of jobs. Now here's her approach, Leanne. And for me, the jury is still out about whether this is what I want to hear. Because she knows a lot about sort of the reality of these stories, because it's loosely based on the Murdochs and just a lot of other sort of white collar misbehavior, billionaire criming, which is sort of a area of expertise for her. She's going to talk about like, what is the real story here? What, what is a version of this that happened in real life? Or this is allegedly what the notes say about what she's going to talk about. So I'm not sure I want it demystified. I think I might no. just want to go with the Roy family is real enough for me. And I'm just going with that. Anyway, just thought I'd mention if you want yourself a companion podcast, <laughs> she is doing it and you might want to check it out. That's a good non-recommendation. I yes. like it. <laughs> I was just thinking, you know, Julie and I did those TV recaps. I feel like we were sort of on the cutting edge of that whole format with our Downton Gabby and Outlander and Outlander. And um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have to say, I just, yeah, I did think that's a terrible approach. I mean, it's just television. (laughs) It's not just treat it like it's TV. It's not a documentary. Yeah, Leanne, she said it's not going to be a recap. It's more she's she's going to talk to newsmakers who know the real story. That sounds terrible. (laughs) Glad we glad we mentioned that. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So whatever you do, stay away from the companion podcast. I'm just saying there's a way to do the TV recap, and it's not that. So it is what Julie and I used to do. It is what good TV recappers do. It's having a bit of fun with television because it's television, not real life. So I rest my case. (laughs) Okay. Sold. And I reject that she gets another podcast to host. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, as long as we're moving on, I do want to remind people that we would be very grateful if you shared Satellite Sisters with your friends. And the best way to do that is send them an episode. It's so easy. If you listen to us from an app on your phone, they've all got these little send features. So if you have an episode that you like, and you've been telling your friends about how much you love Satellite Sisters, but you know they're not playing along with you and listening, just send them an episode and then it's super easy for them to listen. So give that a try. We mentioned last week that some of you also are um, inviting your friends to join the Facebook group. That's fine once they've started listening, but um, the Facebook group is really best if it's people who are on board with the podcast. So anyway, thank you for sharing the sisters. It helps us a lot. Um, Most of all, we want people to listen. And then if they get into the conversations online, that's good too. But listens are are the most fun for us. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. We would like to thank Sergio Enriquez for engineering the show today. Thank you, Sergio. We'd like to thank Emily Loudermilk for doing the graphics for Satellite Sisters. If you want to see Emily's work, it's great to subscribe to Pep Talk, our newsletter. You can do that over at SatelliteSisters.com or follow us on Instagram at SatSisters. Uh, a big thanks to our sponsors, to longtime loyal sponsors. We're always grateful to our sponsors. They really do make our show happen. And we're grateful to you for supporting our sponsors because that's how it all works here. That's mm-hmm. the ecosystem, as Kara Swisher would say. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I don't know. Would she say that? Uh, okay. And I would, I would recommend against picking a fight with Kara Swisher. Mm-hmm. That, just yeah. saying. <laughs> I think she has. You know, okay. I like her. I just okay. feel like she has enough jobs. That's all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's our to-do list time, time for our to-do list. Liz, what's on your to-do list today? Well, speaking of time, Leanne, I think it might be time for me to put the rugs back down in my home, you know, since mm. I, since I broke my leg and my knee and was on the crutches, the first thing they tell you is take up all your rugs. Everyone trips over rugs. Of course, rugs did not cause my problem, mm. but I have removed, I have no welcome mat anymore. I took up my dining room rug, my living room rug. And I think I'm just about healed enough. So the rugs can go back down. So that's my, by the end of this month, I think I need to re rug the home. Okay. Huge, huge list. That's good. Okay. Be careful, though. Right. Please be careful. Okay. This is not something I could. I might have to call you your son again. Rug. Why don't you start with one rug? Yeah. <laughs> Leanne, I might need to get your son Colin over here again to help yeah. me with that. Okay. He was such a pro putting my shower door back on. I was okay. so grateful. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, re-rugging. That's, that's my to-do list. How about All right, you, well, my to-do list is Adele, Adele, Adele. I mean, oh, her new yeah. album, they just announced that it's dropping this week on, I think, well, it's dropping the 15th in England. So it's like the 14th here. And it's it's been way too long since we've right. had a new Adele album. I've been listening to the old ones over and over and over. So very excited about the new album, Adele's new album. You That's what I'm doing. to it on your road trip. That you bet. Good. No, yeah. I, I'm excited. Yeah, as well, you can see. My to-do list is all about fall. I'm going to make some hot cider. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if it's 84 degrees. We are having hot cider. Okay. <laughs> With like some it. cinnamon sticks, some cloves, a la Martha Stewart. I'm going to look up her recipe for it. Yeah. With the little side of mozzarella. Is that what you're thinking? The hot yes. cider? <laughs> and the carrot sticks and celery. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hey. All right. Well, who we're going to be busy this week then. I can see. <laughs> Got rugs, Adele, and hot cider. And ordering some pajamas. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, sisters, have a great lit week. Liz, I will see you in Arizona. See you there, Leon. Okay. okay. Have All fun, right. sisters. Thanks, Jewel. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs> <laughs>